want. Welcome in everybody to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell along with my co-host Glenn Martin. We are here on a Friday night, Glenn. Friday night. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Glenn in the flesh. I'm back. Way. That's right. He's back. He's not a Steelers fan. It was just a joke. I wasn't fired. I, w- <laughs> I wasn't fired. Yeah, I got and and I'm on the the old school headset. My my microphone is put away, so pardon the the poor audio, but uh hopefully it doesn't come in too bad. All that being said, Glenn, how are you doing on a Friday evening? It was a beautiful day today. Dude, surprisingly warm. Yes, Jax, I am alive. Uh, no doubt. What's up, Jimmy? Appreciate you joining hey. us. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a beautiful day in Baltimore. Excited that Christmas is just 10 days away. It's kind of crazy, uh, but also excited about this weekend. This is a, I mean, it's a weekend where the Ravens can really put a stranglehold on that first seed and, mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, kind of shut down the you know it's like they always say to a bad team put them away early because you don't want them to have hope in the second half because things can happen so let's just put the number one seed to bed as soon as we can that way these other teams just realize there's no need to fight for it yes please do and uh, let's get it done i've decided that you know everyone says this game is a litmus test yeah this is what i've decided the ravens are the litmus test i like it we are taking litmus tests yeah we're the standard Right? That's right. That's the, right. The, the, the Detroit Lions come in here. They're all hot. Then they get hit with the litmus test. Oh, now we know who you really are. Mm-hmm. Seahawks. You know, the list goes on and on, right? Who, wait, who did we just beat? Uh, we just beat the Rams. Who yeah, were... Rams. They were hot. They come in here, hit the litmus test. Dude, <laughs> by the way, when all their guys are healthy, if you look at their stats and where they rank when they had all their guys, they're top five offense, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're ridiculously hard to stop. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm excited to, to talk about this game. I uh, shout to Karen in the in the chat. Hey, Miss, as you know her, Jimbo, Mrs. Karen. That's right, Miss Karen. What's going on? <laughs> uh, but I was gonna say I I, I dug into this game. I, I'm I'm interested to see. I'm interested to talk about it and get your take on some things, some concerns that I have, some mm-hmm. some things that I think are exciting for the Ravens from a matchup standpoint. But I think it's gonna be a fun one. So, yeah. um, by the way, we also want to say that DK is not here. Because once yeah. again, he's too good for us. Yeah, man. That's fine. Like, got you got some get backs. Yeah, we got something for him. We got something for him when this prediction time comes. <laughs> so, yeah, make sure you guys uh, let DK know that uh, he's not here and yeah. uh, he thinks he's better than us. That's right. So, uh, all right, let's get into it. All that being said, Glenn, I think that probably the best place to start is injuries. Yes. Yeah, let's start there as we always do. And I'm going to yeah. pop it up right now showing both our team and the bad guys uh, this week, That's Jacksonville right. Jaguars. Let me see if I can zoom in just a bit to make this a little more easy to see. Dude, All right. getting fancy, bro. Bro, you see me, bro? <laughs> uh, how cool is it to see our list be uh, that short in comparison gorgeous. to their list? I what mean, a great sight. I mean, it's just a sweet, sweet sight. And the best part of it all is, as you can see on Friday, all 53 members of your Baltimore Ravens were in participation. For practice. Now, of course, there's those who are in IR, which do not count, uh, who are not going to be in there. But all the members of this team that are on the active roster were participants in Friday's practice. Mm. And I mean, it doesn't get much better than that this time in the season. And before we go any further, Jimbo, I mean, I'm going to get your take on two of these guys. First and foremost, how big was it and how surprised are you to see that Kyle Hamilton is, is on track to play this week? It's insane. I'll tell you what, man, the the joy of being 20. He's what, 22? Yeah, man. Uh, I tell you what, dude, I go through so, I, every single year. It's more and more to just maintain what you got, dude. If I had 22 year old 
recovery power. Whew, be awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Um, that was my apologies. But yeah, shout out Crazy. to uh, Kyle Hamilton for having some Wolverine genes in there uh, and getting yeah. back at it, dude. Because, I mean, he's such a weapon. Like, he's not just a weapon in one area yeah. or this area. That He affects the game in every way. And there were some cool clips going around of of what it looks like when you try and run the ball to the side that has Jadeveon Clowney and Kyle Hamilton near the line of scrimmage at the same time. Waste of time. It is a, I don't care how many blockers you got, Jimbo, because one of those two is going to get through and tackle the guy for a loss. Like, yeah, they are, they are a freak show, both of them. I mean, just freak shows physically. And, and they match that with their, you know, with their mental part of the game. So, yeah, it, incredible. And then also, I want to ask your take on, Looks like Malik Ham is in, is uh, going to be returning finally after his stint on IR. Any expectations on Malik Ham, or is this just like anything he gives you is more of a cherry on top? Yeah, I mean, I don't have any expectations on Malik Ham. He's just young and inexperienced, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is for me. What about you? Well, I'm excited about because what we saw in in preseason and and camp is explosiveness, and I, I look back yeah. and remember that joint practice with the commanders and what he did to those dead offensive line and one-on-one drills. Like he looked like, I mean, he was right up there with our best pass rushers as far as effectiveness. And, and so I'm I'm just excited to see what the guys got against big time competition in, in a, in a playoff scenario type moment, because this game is extremely important. And John has said it that every game from here on out is, is like a playoff atmosphere. So, Let's just see what he's got. It's always nice to add some extra depth to the room. Be interesting to see if they have him active uh, on the, you know, the 46-man roster. But getting into the other side of things, yeah. uh, Jimbo, Jacksonville's got some some issues. So the big thing that I saw recently is is their safety. Andre Cisco was ruled mm-hmm. out already mm-hmm. uh, for the upcoming game, as well as their stud corner, Tyson Campbell. So mm. their secondary is with two very, very important members. And... They're already, by the way, the, let's see, in pass, which I'm going to get into in a little bit, they're already mm-hmm. 31st in passing, and they mm-hmm. lost two of their starting secondary members. So, I mean, that's got to look good for uh, Lamar Jackson. Those receivers have got to be looking, uh, licking their chops looking at these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other part of this, of course, that's important, and I know he's been a full participant for the most part, but Trevor Lawrence's recovery, uh, he didn't have his best game last week. Uh, looked certainly still hampered by that injury. So seeing what the status of that, as well as, you know, seeing what that is and, and what that ankle looks like, and how he's able to plant and things like that is also going to be important. I also want to point out, I know he's been limited, but Zay Jones, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Trevor Lawrence has a, has a, a trust thing with Zay Jones. Um, I think they, yeah. they have some chemistry. So just being limited there is, is uh, you know, something at least for them to, to consider and seeing what his health is. Uh, now look, C.J. Bethard is is fully healthy, Glenn. Back yeah. in the shoulder, ready no to worries. sling that pigskin, baby. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence has gone out. No worries, Jacksonville fans, because C.J. Bethard is going to come in there. But, no, I mean, I think you're right in pointing out the Zay Jones effect because when Zay Jones is healthy, uh-huh. he is a huge target getter. But yep. he's been out a lot, and then when he is in, he's limited because of that knee. And then the big issue they have is two weeks ago they lost Christian Kirk, who – the crazy thing about Christian Kirk is when they signed him, they gave him a monster contract. And honestly, yeah. people clowned them. Like, they were yeah. like, Christian what Kirk? Is- yep. But the dude was a monster for them. Like, he was so good for them. So losing him <laughs> has been a massive hit. So they're going to definitely lean more on Zay Jones. And so I think that's good to point him out because if he if he's healthy, he's going to get a double-digit target share this weekend. 
Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, so certainly it's something that the Ravens got their eye on and and uh, and are peeled. Now, we, we always talk injuries, and then we go into matchups, but I want to talk about something else. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a beat writer from the Jaguars talk about this game, and apparently they're expecting tropical storm-like weather. Ah. Uh, unless he was absolutely joking, uh, which let's verify that, which I feel very confident that he wasn't. Um, yeah, that's interesting, though. So another crappy weather day like they had to deal with last week. Of course, last week, the points were were, were coming in a red weather game, so maybe it won't be as hindering. But, uh, wow, I haven't heard that the weather is supposed to be that poor. Now, isn't it ja- isn't Sunday, Jacksonville? Go ahead, sorry. Isn't that something where it could change with the wind? Yeah, that's true. Um, it says rain early, then remaining cloudy with showers in the afternoon, high of 67 winds to 15 to 25 miles an hour. He also talked about the winds being high rainfall around a quarter of an inch to an inch wind gusts, a higher wind gusts possible. So that is either way that, you know, the game starts late. So hopefully it's not raining anymore. It's a lot of moisture. We'll see what happens. There are going to be some high winds. So I think that is going to be a factor in the game, not necessarily the temperature, but the winds and then potentially the rain. Um, but this guy was certainly saying he, he felt very sure that there's going to be rain during this game. Um, so it's, it's something to talk about uh, for the Baltimore Ravens and, and something to consider. Uh, so I did want to at least mention that because uh, if you're doing your over-unders, ladies and gentlemen, you got to at least consider the weather. Um, yeah. Of course, we all want to win the competition. So, uh, and then, of course, for the outcome of the game, it's, it's something to, uh, to factor in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, if anybody watched that Thursday night game, you can see uh, surprise points can come from any team because that last night was absolutely insane. A Raiders team that lost last week three to nothing yeah, comes seriously. back and wins six and put, drops sixty three on the Chargers last night and gets their whole organization fired. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's crazy so, man. You never do know, even if there is weather, what's going to happen when it comes to putting points on the board, but. Uh-huh. That's it. That's uh that's a good point to point that out because this is uh weather can certainly change things up. But uh-huh. man, I was hoping for a pretty day, man. Dang. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's certainly not gonna be that. It's gonna be gusty at the very least. But what does windy. it say? This is a night game. So what does it say? Did you read specifically the night in the evening? Yeah, yeah. So okay. the rain okay. looks like it's gonna be in the earlier portion of the day, good. but the wind gusts are gonna be consistent throughout the day. Okay, okay. Well. Hopefully, we just won't have to deal with one of them or both of them. Just deal with one, either rain or wind, not both. Yeah, but this matchup in particular, I'm excited to talk about because I think that mm-hmm. it, the the wind or rain, either or, will impact this team. the The matchup uh, specific, you know, specifically talking about the Jaguars. So we'll get into uh, the Ravens' offense, of course, versus the Jag defense. We'll start kind of highlighting their defense a little bit. Um, so, Glenn, talk to me about their their D. How have they been doing this year? All right, let's see what we got here. All right, so in points per game, 19th in the league, they give up 22 points per game. Yards, 24th at 357 yards per game. Conversions, uh, third down conversions, they hold opponents to 35% third down conversion rate, which is sixth in the league. So that, that's a pretty good number there. Yeah. Uh, rushing yards, let's see, they're fourth. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, they're fourth against the run, giving up just 92 yards per game on the ground. So certainly impressive in that regard. But Mm -hmm. here's where it doesn't get too impressive. They are 31st in the league in passing yards, giving up 265 Mm -hmm. average Mm -hmm. on average, Jimbo, 265. 
I mean, I know the weather is something, but you're, you're talking about a team who's been bad all year against the pass, and they're they're losing two starting secondary members. So uh, let's see, they're I think plus two overall in the year in their turnover ratio. Uh, so pretty even when it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're good in some areas, but it makes you wonder. Anytime you see like really bad at pass, but pretty pretty damn good at run. It just makes you wonder, like, is that because they're good at stopping the run? Is it just because they're so bad at stopping the pass, teams just throw it on them? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like chicken or the egg there, Jim. And Rob. it also, you know, when you got a guy like um, Josh Allen over there, I'm not talking about the quarterback course in the Bills, but the pass rusher who's been elite this year. Yeah. Uh, it just makes you wonder, like, man, how can you have a guy like that? And even a guy like Devin Lloyd, um, and they got some other names and still be so bad. You know, well, Ozzie Newsom used to talk about it all the time, right? Like, what helps coverage the best? A good pass rush. Mm -hmm. Right? And so they must well, they, be What's horrendous. weird is they don't have a great pass rush, Jimbo. They have a great pass rusher. Well, sure. That's true. Josh That's Allen. Because yeah. if you look at it overall, I think, I'm trying to find it now, I think they're like 27th in the league yeah, in yeah, total that's a good sacks. Point. Because Josh Allen literally has half of them. They have 27 total. And he uh, has 13 and a half. And then their stud, uh, well, supposed stud, number one overall pick out of Georgia, uh, Walker, Trayvon Walker, he only has five sacks. But really, it's just those two guys and then a mm -hmm. bunch of guys with like one or one or, or two. You know, it's kind of mm -hmm. it's kind of weird. So it's definitely you want to pay attention to Josh Allen because that's the guy. If if anyone's getting to your quarterback, it's probably gonna be that guy. Yeah. Now I also want to say one other thing. Speaking of the pass rush. Yeah. Um, I also did some, I, I was listening to somebody talk about the, uh, the referees in this game mm. and 82% of the time, the away team wins when they are refereeing. Interesting. Yeah. Something to think about. Also, huh. they have not called a holding penalty on the, on a tackle in three, they've called one in three games. Okay. So, good for Ronnie Stanley going up against a guy like Josh Allen. Yeah. Bad right? for Jadeveon Clowney. Bad for Jadeveon Clowney. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, is that um, the stats show that they're – so they call a lot of uh, defensive holding, a lot of DPI, and uh, a lot – yeah, so they call a lot of that. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. They like scoring. They like we got to add this, Jimbo. I like adding the referee thing to our Yeah, when our I was listening, piece. I was like, you know what? This is important to consider yeah. Um, because, you know, we, we know our corners like to be in your back pocket, and they're plenty physical. Mm -hmm. They'll get after you. So it's something to keep in mind. I'm sure they're, they're, they're cognizant of this as well and, and will be uh, a bit more, um, what's the word, intentional, right? Like about – their 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 hands and things so hopefully yeah. that works out but something else to think about because you know that's that's certainly a matchup but i from offensive our offensive and their defensive perspective when i heard that i was like okay this is good for ronnie yeah and mm -hmm. morgan too but like certainly with ronnie going against josh allen um i think this is a this is a good move and hopefully something that helps him out uh so anyway all that being said um mm -hmm. we talked about some names for their defense that i'm did we miss anyone yeah i mean i think there's uh there's some names that we definitely gotta gotta bring up. Their leader in tackles is Foyasade Oluwankun. I think is how you say his name. Uh, but I know it's Foyasade, and and the reason I want to highlight him not only does he lead their team with 138 tackles, which is insane, uh, but also I believe it was either Roquan or Pat Queen put him. Oh, put it was this Roquan. Guy, yeah, 
Roquan put him in his top five linebackers. So yeah. even though he may not be a name that everyone immediately recognizes, uh, he certainly has garnered the respect of his peers, including what we think is the best at his position and Roquan Smith. And so if that guy, if Roquan says this guy's a hell of a linebacker, I'll certainly take his word for it. And the mm -hmm. stats back that up. And then Jimbo, your boy. I mean, we got to talk about your boy, Devin Lloyd, Utah. I mean, what, mm -hmm. what's your thoughts Are on facing fair? him? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, obviously I have uh, no feelings towards Devin Lloyd anymore. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. I mean, he's he's just a, he's a great guy, but I'm happy to see, you know, from a Utah, uh, University of Utah alum, I'm happy to see him. He's having a bit of a bounce back and a stabilizing year this year. I know he's kind of up and down last year, so I think it's fair to be expected. But, you look, this is the thing. He's going to be disciplined. He's going to be physical. Um, he's going to he's not going to make a ton of mistakes because that's just not Kyle, Kyle Whittingham. Say whatever you guys want about Kyle Whittingham from an offensive perspective at the University of Utah. But every single year they always play competitive football games because their defense is always good. And obviously Devin Lloyd was the star of that defense because they're disciplined. They play physical, they play fast and they don't make a ton of mistakes. So look, he's certainly someone we got to um, be aware of in a game like this. And uh, it'll be a fun matchup, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I know you'd like to see your youths out there, yep. but I also know you'll be rooting against them this weekend. Right. Now, With all I got, dude. I, I got to highlight more. We talked about Josh Allen, his 13 and a half sacks, but I mean, it, it's more than just the fact that he gets to the quarterback, Jimbo. This is, this number is kind of crazy. Like, Foya say their linebacker has two and a half sacks, and that's totaled for 13 negative yards on those two mm. and a half sacks. For Josh Allen's 13 and a half sacks, 100 yards is oh. what he's accounted for. So when he sacks you, you're going backwards, Jimbo. He puts you back, and he also leads their uh, team, no, no surprise, you know, in, in tackles for loss outside of the quarterback. So this guy is an absolute terror. They have got to be on him. And he has an interception on the year, which not a lot of edge guys, unless you're Terrell no. Suggs, yeah. tend to get interceptions. So it's pretty pretty cool. Dude, did you see that interception last night? I, I, the one-handed where he jumped the oh, route? I, yeah, I saw the highlight. Holy dude. What I, I don't know what got into the Raiders last night. I, just, I mean, I, And I want to say one more thing, Glenn. You are absolutely right. Why are teams trotting out these young kids? Instead of having these old, these older veteran presence as their backups. Yep. I don't get it. Makes I, no sense. It, you know what they're scared to do, Jimbo? I think I know why they do it. Because they don't want to hurt the fragile ego of the young starting quarterback by having an older vet who might look good in practice, who may sure. know the offense better, and the fans may clamor for if the sure. rookie or young player starts to mess up. Sure. Okay, and then one more thing as an aside, sidebar, just quick sidebar. Yeah, Did yeah, you yeah. see any of the comments and the and the and the pushback uh from the media the uh, Cam Newton issue, the whole comments about him calling Purdy and and uh, Jack yeah, I did a game some, manager. Did, did you see his that. rebuttal? I did not. I actually liked it. He explained what he talked about as a game manager and he and he, and he used Chris Canty's comparison how he said that uh, a game manager it's like a truck in a trailer. He said, look, there's a few quarterbacks in the NFL that are the truck in this equation. So he talked about like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Um, he named some other guys. They're the truck. The team is the trailer. But honestly, if we're being honest, he said, it's no knock. Like, I wish I could have been a better game manager. I wasn't great at being a game manager. I had to pull myself back a lot of times. He said, even Tom Brady, the best game manager of all time. Yeah. Like, that's a compliment. But he was like, those guys are the trailer. The team is the truck. Mm -hmm. like they go, you know, he goes as they go, right? It's not the other way around. So when he explained it like that, I was like, well, the part I didn't get Jimbo is that 
me, like guys like me <laughs> and other fans and, and pundits, they're criticizing Cam Newton for judging a quarterback. Well, that's what he talked about too. He's he like, one of the great quarterbacks. Like, you realize that like, like I was an He should have an opinion NFL. more than Skip, more than me. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are yeah. we talking? We're criticizing that guy's opinion? Yeah, it wasn't like he was, he's not Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, we're talking like, about a great, great player. A yeah, like decade. I think if anybody that wants to put up an argument says Cam Newton belongs in the hall, it's worth listening to. Certainly. The guy was like, a freak. Yeah, I so mean, anyway. Sidebar. So I didn't have a problem with it because he can have his, he's deserving to have yeah. an opinion. I mean, if I can have a freaking opinion, then right. I think Cam Newton certainly can. Uh, I want to put this up here, Jimbo, before because normally DK, of course, runs this. But yeah, since yeah, he's yeah. slacking tonight, partying, dude. Yeah, we got to we got to pick up the slack. So shout out to Ravens O's Nation. Appreciate the super chat. He says Redemption Tour for 2019 is coming. Get yes, that sir. number one seed, absolutely. I, I, you know, I, I'll admit, Jimbo, I was one of those fans that was a little bit. Um, I got a little PTSD from what happened in 2019, I get it. and I, I was get like, it. look, I don't want that damn number one seed. I want the two seed. And then I want the one seed to lose before we have to play them. That way, we still have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. But now I'm off that. Get that one seed. Get that bye week, and let's ensure home playoff games throughout the playoffs. Yeah, I yeah I agree. I'm ready to get after it. And and I think just like uh, Ravens O's Nation says, I think it gives them an opportunity to say we've been here before and we've done it wrong. Now let's right our wrongs. You know. I like it. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But anyway. So our offense, right, Glenn, against mm -hmm. against their defense. Uh, there's some things I want to mention. Obviously, I don't know if, if we want to get into our statistics. If if you want to, if we want to, that's totally fine. But I just want to lay some things out there that I've been thinking about. So doing some reading. Let me do doing some reading. Like it's you, dude. You're an adult, my cool dude. It wasn't about running or like you know, it was about football. So you oh, know, wow. I'm getting into it. Good. But uh, no, I. Uh, they play a lot. Last week they played a lot of heavy, like eight man personnel, eight men, eight men in the box, like a heavy box, loaded box. Mm -hmm. And the thing that has me a little concerned, just a little, not like crazy concerned is that, um, they're going to, they're going to bring the heat and, and, and matched with potential wind and or rain mm -hmm. makes me just a, a bit more nervous because I think, you know, last week we threw it a ton. Mm -hmm. I think this week, and, and this is my key to the game. I know that I'm kind of jumping ahead, but I think we've got to beat this heavy box, not solely depending on the on the pass. We've got to find a way to do enough. Like obviously, when the box is heavy, you're going to throw the football, right? But we, I don't want us to be forced to be one dimensional, is mm. is what I'm saying, right? I think we need to be a little more balanced, um, so that way we're not depending on Tylen Wallace to, you know, to bring a kickback, right? Like I want to be mm. able to control the pace of the game and 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 the time of possession and stuff like that a little more. Uh, and so my key to the game is find a way to beat the loaded box. Be running enough to where it's keeping them honest, right? Mm -hmm. And and not just giving up on it and chucking all double moves. It's funny because we've been dying and clamoring for the deep ball, and I still mm -hmm. want that. But my point is that we've got to work around that. We've seen Lamar have moments where it gets a little dicey when they're bringing consistent pressure. Now, he's got some weapons on the outside that have helped him out a lot. Monkey has helped him out a lot. But I just don't want us to live and die by the pass in this game. Mm -hmm. I want to see a little bit more um, – uh, what's the word? Uh, balance. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So, anyway, that, that's something that's been on my mind from from there. When I read some things, I was just trying to pick up on this matchup, and I was like, all right, they're going to bring the fire, according mm -hmm. to you know local reporters. 
how are we going to deal with it? I think is going to be the outcome of this game. Yeah. 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 No, I think it's a good. And you, should, you saw in the third quarter, the recommitment to the run game of last week, last week's game, like yeah. they really wanted to get that run game going <laughs> in the third quarter and, and they certainly did. So yeah, let's see what those horses can do in the back end. I, I'm still waiting Didn't for we that. Average something Mitchell. like 2.9 last week. Well, Gus really struggled. And really, the yeah. offensive line struggled. I shouldn't even say Gus. Right. The offensive line was in, really in good against scenario. the pass, but yeah. not good to open up run lanes. And But here's what's encouraging, Jimbo. How about we, we talked about the bye. We talked about Ronnie Stanley and his health, and we said, can he get healthier? Is this something where it yeah. can be get better as the season goes on, or is this not going to be any better until a full offseason? And I think we got our answer is an absolutely yes. He had... If not his best game, certainly one of, but I think he had his best game against the Rams from a pass blocking standpoint. And it's because he had that extra week and he he had that time to work on the knee and get it healthier. And so I was encouraged by the performance of Ronnie Stanley and the offensive line as a whole from a pass blocking standpoint. But you're right, they gotta do a better job, open up holes and running lanes for those running backs. Yeah. And let's hope they can do so against uh what might be another loaded box. But I will say. The Ravens have done a good job of showing teams, okay, you want to load the box? We got guys on the outside yeah. that are pretty freaking good now, so go ahead and do it, and, yeah, and yeah. We'll, uh, we'll take our chances. And but, the only reason I was more nervous about it was because the emphasis on the weather, apparently, is yeah. I was like, crap, okay. If it is downpouring and they're putting eight in the box, right? we got to make sure we can, we can deal with that. However, I will say, I don't get super concerned about Lamar Jackson in the rain or the, the wind. Like, the dude has been playing in that weather his whole life. It's the cold. Yeah, it's the cold. That's like <laughs> not a, a you know he didn't grow up in Michigan or yeah. he was not from Audubon, New Jersey or something like that, right? Like, yeah. So that that so anyway, I don't get super concerned. Shout out to Cole Jackson uh, yeah. in the chat in the in the chat in the chat. Um, yeah, Glenn, he's bad. He's glad out of the gulag, buddy. That's right. That's right, <laughs> my That's man. Awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, so um. Do we want to talk about stats from our offense? Uh, if not, we can get in the keys of the game. I have it. Uh, yeah. Let's see. The Ravens statistically in points per game, they're fourth, averaging just a hair under 28 points per game. Yards, they're sixth, 372 yards per game. Let's see. Third down conversion, they're ninth. They converted a 42%, 42.6% conversion rate. Let's see. Rushing the ball. They are uh, first, 157 yards per game. Boy, some things, I mean, should I even check that or should I just I assume that we're first? Uh, every single year, it's a beautiful thing. And then passing, they're 19th, 215 yards <laughs> passing per game. So, I mean, it's just, it's a sweet looking thing. I mean, every time you look at their stats, you know, their rankings, it doesn't matter. Look, we're fourth in offensive points per game. We're second in defensive points per game. I mean, that's a beautiful team right there. Yeah, absolutely. Last thing I got to say. Yeah. Not last thing. Obviously, I'm going to say other things. Yeah, you're going to say but, a lot more. Yeah, but, um, dude, I, I almost punched my fist through the, radio, through the radio the other day. I'm listening to this guy. He's bashing Mike Tomlin. Like, whatever. You want radio time and you need callers to come in, bash Mike Tomlin. It's easy, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's just it's an easy bait and hook type scenario. But then he talked about the AFC as a whole and how the AFC is down as a whole. And he started listing all these teams. The Chiefs aren't who they were. Oh, he said every team in the AFC that was supposed to be good has taken a step back. And I was waiting to be like, okay, so tell me how the Ravens have taken a step back. Hmm. Listen, listen. And he goes, the Ravens have questions. And I'm like, continue, please. And he just like moved on. I'm like, yeah, okay, so 
what, what is this? I just sometimes it frustrates people can just throw stuff out there mm-hmm. and with so much confidence that yep. like anyway, it just blew my mind. I just don't know how in one way the Ravens have taken a step back this year. No, we're still uh, first uh, in the run. So what are we missing? A giant leap forward from last year. I mean, I don't know how anyone could see any other way. Guys, obviously a goofball, but uh, as far as my, my offensive key to the game, Jimbo, is to take advantage of that weak secondary. I know that there's mm-hmm. – I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hearing about the weather, but it it was pretty wet and nasty and windy out there last week, and Lamar Jackson did not let them let that uh, affect his game. In fact, we hit more deep passes than we had in any other game all year. And so – I, I want to take advantage of a weak secondary. I, that doesn't mean to abandon the run, certainly. But that means uh, if they are going to try and load up the box in anticipation and, and and trying to stop this number one rush attack, have no qualms about whipping that ball around to Zay, to OBJ, Rashad Bateman, who, by the way, Jimbo, I, I, I saw it again. More mm-hmm. another chart where mm-hmm. they chart I saw up. This too. Dude, he Rashad Bateman's separation is so next level. It's absolutely insane how much this guy is getting open. So I know that Zay and OBJ get a lot of attention, and and Bateman's kind of taking a backseat to those guys. But don't be surprised if one of these games, and this game could be the one where he just explodes. He is so prime to go absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's crazy to me that he hasn't had that game yet, Jimbo. He was gonna be my breakout player, but then once again, I started getting in my head about the weather. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, the weather is a concern. Um, I'm about to uh, actually. I think I can find. I can find this uh, graphic because I screenshot it on my. Phone. Oh, dude, yeah, but it's it's incredible. Uh, while I'm you find that, yeah. um, my 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 because of that because of the weather in mind, my my breakout player of the game is gonna be. Uh, Mr. Whoopsie Keaton Mitchell, because I think every minute, I mean, he's gonna make so many people fall on their rear ends if the mm-hmm. field is wet, there's you know, moisture out there. If they're if they don't have if they have some loose footing, forget about it. He's gonna whoopsie, he's gonna be out of there, man. So, I'm, I'm taking Keaton Mitchell in this game as my breakout player. Uh, they're getting him on the field more just in general, whether it's a passing scenario, whether it's you know, a clear you know, uh, a clear running scenario and he's running between the tackles. They want him. They're trying to get him the football more and more. So mm-hmm. I think it continues to trend in that way. I think he has himself one heck of a game. I'm um, going with Keaton Mitchell. I like it, man. It, it, I'm, I've been waiting for him to, I mean, every time he gets the ball, he looks like he shot out of a cannon, but it just seems mm-hmm. like there's one thing that always stops him from turning a, a you know, a, a small gain into a big, big gain. So obviously as you can see here, guys at the bottom, is just the raw PFF separation grade at the bottom line here. On the side here, you see the catch point and yak mm-hmm. grade, but I'm just going to focus on the separation grade. And if you can look all the way ahead of every other receiver Crazy. in the league. So not only is he, I mean, you're talking about the best in the entire league at separating is Rashad mm-hmm. Bateman. Mm-hmm. This guy is a absolute freak as a route runner. And you combine that with his speed, and it's just, I mean, look what he's doing, Jimbo. This is insanity, the separation yeah. he's getting. like, whew. It's insane. Yeah, they, I mean, <laughs> got to get on the ball, right? Absolutely. I mean, this guy is, I mean, that's just, that's that's insane. I mean, he's way better than all the greats that we talk about in the league, and yet he's just not getting the target share that the greats are. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't be surprised if that guy has the, you know that game that we've all kind of been waiting on. 
And then my breakout player, Jimbo, after I just get done raving about Rashad Bateman, it's OBJ. <laughs> I know this it's is funny. It's OBJ because he is just the connection he has with Lamar Jackson, the importance uh, that he has to this team, the trust he has from the coaches. I think when there is a big moment, it, it's him. And I think behind him is Zay Flowers, surprisingly. But I think OBJ is now number one on the list with Mark Andrews out. And I, and I fully expect if there is a scenario where they are, like you said, loading the box and daring us to throw it, I think the first option is always going to be OBJ if he's out there and healthy. And the way he's playing, he's certainly showing he's healthy. He's got the explosion. And so, yeah, I, I look forward to, to seeing what he can do against a beat-up secondary that even when healthy wasn't performing well. Yeah, no, I uh, I like that pick. And, and I hope that for the sake of our team, OBJ continues to emerge. Like you said, we need Bateman to come along as well. Yeah. But um, we need OBJ to stay healthy and continue to emerge. So I like that. There's certainly connection between him and Lamar Jackson. Um, I'll tell you what, wherever, whatever happens to Rashad Bateman after this season, where, whenever he's talking about money, you better believe he's bringing up that graph. <laughs> His agent is. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> like you see what this kid's doing. Just ain't getting, turn on the tape. That's turn right. Give him the targets. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, and shout out to him for doing all he can, you know, all that's within his control. Right. Like, yeah. Cause a lot of guys run. When they stop getting the targets, they start running lazy routes, not expecting the ball. This is showing that even without the targets, he's not loafing on his route running. Yeah. And on top of that, if you saw that there was something going on, I think in Twitter, right? Where, yeah, some guy trying to put like a, a wedge between Lamar and Rashad. Um, and uh, Rashad was having none of it. He's like, dude, we're winning. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Who cares? I love like, it. We're winning football games. Like, I love to hear that, especially from a wide receiver because. You know what they you know wide receivers are normally known for being divas and things like that. So none of that. Uh, what is it? What is it? Soldiers? Why you got soldiers? You ain't never gonna use them or something like that. Man, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Get your butt sent to the freaking desert, dude. See ya. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's yeah, a great buddy. scenario to be in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good luck there. All right, let's switch sides, Jimbo. We got. Hey, he wanted about... Kyler Murray over Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. I don't even think the Arizona Cardinals want Kyler Murray. They probably play more video games together than actual football together. Since this Call of Duty drop, 100%. I would love to see Kyler Murray's gaming time since the new Call of Duty dropped just a couple weeks ago because I got to imagine. It's insane. But Dude, you, really quickly, you know how much I would hate myself if I was a grown man and I walked into a football game that's my profession un, unprepared because I knew yeah. I was up late playing video games? The amount of shame that you should have. Oh my gosh. I mean, especially when you consider what they're paying him to do. Yes. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. But yeah, let's get into their offense. Let's do uh, it. The Jaguars offense against our defense. You know what's funny about the Jaguars offense, Glenn? It's like the boneyard for my fantasy league. <laughs> Why you say that? Because I had uh, I had Evan Ingram, Calvin yeah. Ridley. I had Calvin Ridley for a few years. In years and years past. Evan Ingram. Don't get me started on Evan Ingram. I know, and that guy's had some big games since he got down to Jacksonville, but just couldn't catch a cold in New York. I mean, I, I don't I don't know what happened differently, uh, but maybe he just likes the warm weather better. Uh, but yeah, let's get into some of what yeah. they do offensively. Of course, they're you know, their their star running back, Travis Etienne, uh is, has had a I would say a bit of a disappointing year uh from his standards, but I think more of that is due to the offensive line. And not so much him. And then Calvin Ridley, as you mentioned, who since returning from that gambling suspension, I believe it was last year. I mean, he's been he's been really good for them and certainly has come on a lot lately. Evan Ingram, like Jimmy mentioned, their star tight end. 
who's yeah. had some really, really big games. Zay Jones, who was an early target leader and then had some issues with the knee, missed a bunch of games, and is now getting back into form. Of course, missing Christian Kirk, who is uh, their highest, highest paid receiver. Um, but let's get into a little bit what they do offensively, yeah. Jimbo. They are ninth in points. They score 24 points per game. They're 11th in yards, 342 yards per game. Third downs, they're 19th. They convert at 37.5%. Uh, rushing yards per game, they are 24th at 99.8. And passing yards, they are 9th at 242.9 passing yards per game. So the interesting thing, Jimbo, that I when I look at their team is like we both I, – I think we both think ETN is a pretty, pretty good running back, like mm -hmm. versatile running pass. Super versatile, yeah. He's averaging 3.7 yards per carry this year. Mm. Mm. And anything less than four in the National Football League is not good. And yeah. so you start to like go, why? What the heck? And it's just their offensive line has been is just been subpar this year. I don't think it's an ETN thing, although he's battled some injuries. I, I think it's just their offensive line is not opening up the holes like it was last season. And so that's good news for the for the Ravens, right? Let's let's take it. Manager, because anybody watched last week's game, Kyron Williams was an absolute problem. Yep. And and really, it's kind of been a problem for a few weeks now for the Ravens to stop the run. So let's hope that this week they can kind of get back on the right track. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you there. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously on top of that, just being able to bottle up Trevor Lawrence, make him, you know, do all the things you can do to frustrate a quarterback, I think is going to be key for this game. Um, not, I'm not saying go out and injure the guy, but test his mobility, his confidence and planning on that, the ankle and things like that. Seeing what he's willing to do and able to do with it, I think is going to be crucial. Uh, it's going to be a fun, fun matchup and a fun game. Uh, you know, my key to the game, Glenn, is very, very simple. It's going to be a surprise is? to me and you guys, guys. <laughs> I, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, yeah you, you just got to tackle. That's, okay. All right. Got to tackle mm -hmm. because he's. I think he's going to get the ball out. I think he's going to try and get it out early. I think he knows what this pass rush is, and uh, I think Mike McDonald's going to. Or yeah, geez, I was calling. I was calling McDaniel, and then I call him the right name, and then I get. And by the way, you called Monkin Monkton again earlier. Okay. Call him Monk. It's because you, you know I'm a Marylander, dude. Monk I know. I Maryland, know. You know. I know. That's what. That's all it is. But uh, no, I think we've simply got to tackle. You talked about ETN. We talked about Zay. You know, some of the other guys they got and uh, just being disciplined on defense and tackling. I don't think we have to be more than what we are. I don't think we need to play world beater football, but certainly we can't let them turn a small play into a big play and uh, simply tackling, getting the job done. But the other thing I'll throw into that is, is being careful with your hands defensively. I talked about it earlier. These referees like to throw the, like to throw the laundry out there on the defensive back. So being prepared for that as well. Now I like I like that. Anytime there's rain, tackling is of the utmost importance. Because like mm -hmm. I've always said, I've said a thousand times on the show. I'm going to say it again. The offensive player knows where he's going. The defender does not. So it gives him a, a distinct advantage because he knows when he's slowing down, when and where, he, which way he's cutting. Where the defender has to react quickly, and that can let, lead to slipping uh, and of course missed tackles, like Jimmy mentioned. So I think that's yep. a great point. Uh, and you want to give your breakout player who I think is going to be getting most of those? Yeah, 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 sure. Roquan <laughs> Smith, baby. Roquan Smith is my breakout player. I think he's going to be busy. Yeah. I think he's going to be balling. And, uh, yeah, Roquan is going to have a massive game. 
look, this isn't in Georgia, but it's plenty close to Georgia. It's a rock throw to Georgia. I bet you'll have some family there. It's right, um, right on the border, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he's going to be out there uh, playing his tail off. And I think he's going to have plenty of opportunities to do so. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with Roquan Smith, baby. Tell you what, man, Roquan is just quickly climbing the ranks. Is like one of my all-time favorite Ravens already. Isn't it crazy how fast it happens. Dude, he's just so likable, and it helps that he's also so good, like mm-hmm. so physical. Just, I mean, I've said it a bunch of times, man. He is the closest thing we will ever get to Ray Lewis, and I thought that guy was so once in a in a lifetime, like, and he still is. But yeah, yeah. to even the fact that Roquan could get close to him. It's pretty cool that we got that. Yeah, how lucky are we, right? That's like the Colts when they went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck before Andrew Luck retired. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Like or Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. It's pretty yeah. freaking freaking good transition. But yeah, my key to the game to me, it's just keep ETN down where he's yep. been. You know, I, they they want to run the ball. Doug Peterson wants to run the ball to set up play action pass, but he hadn't been running it well. And, and but yet the Ravens haven't necessarily done a great job of stopping the run in recent weeks. So let's yeah. just keep him where he is and get this defensive uh, run <coughs> going back in the right direction. Let's keep him down because if we can force him into third and long with their injuries to Christian Kirk on the outside, mm-hmm. I, I think it just it makes it so much. And the injury to to Trevor Lawrence's ankle makes it much more challenging for them to convert long long third uh, long third downs because. While Trevor Lawrence wasn't a big time like scrambler for yards, he he would he was very good at buying time for his receivers in the pocket or outside the pocket. So that ankle injury he has is going to limit him in more ways than just not being able to plant and all that stuff. He he's not going to be as mobile, and that's going to affect his receivers. So um, it's just keeping ETN down. Then my breakout player is Kyle Hamilton. All week he's been limited. Mm. The guy who the superhuman act. He's back this Sunday. And I, he's such a difference maker. I, I got him getting a couple tackles for loss in this one. And uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he forces a fumble as well because wow. he's just violent when he gets to the ball. And I love to see it. So, yeah, Kyle Hamilton, breakout player. Let's beat these kitty cats into the dirt, Jimbo. Let's do it. Let's do these kitty cats. You That's love right. It. It's your favorite, huh? Dude, I love it. Hey, I call the Bengals pussy cats. There so you go. That's even worse. That is worse. <laughs> uh, but if it suits them, right? I mean, it just – you know, makes the most sense. Now, look, Max Max has a different breakout player. Ooh, he thinks Marcus okay. Williams has a pick six this weekend. Can he okay. do it with one arm? Yeah, I think so. He Didn't he get real close last week? He certainly would have had that Marlin one if, Mar, you know, if if, uh, if it was him there instead of Marlin. But I swear he got pretty pretty close. I think he did. I think he did. But, yeah, he, he, he's almost always good for a, a PBU. But I don't know if he uh, – we'll have to see – it depends on where the ball comes in. If he can catch it like a punt in his midsection, <laughs> I don't know if he can extend and get up there. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I like it. I like yeah. it, man. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it would be good to see. It would take. Uh, I think it would give a lot of fans some peace of mind knowing. Okay, Marcus can still get interceptions with one arm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Don C. Let's see. Shout out to hey, Don C. Don appreciate C, the bro. Uh, salt of the earth. Yeah, appreciate the generosity, sir. Thanks for the content, guys. Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas to you as well, Don. Hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday. It says, we appreciate the time you guys put into the live shows. Thanks uh, to the wives for supporting you guys and letting you hang out with us. I truly look forward to it. Man, you're the man. You're the man, Don. Yeah, it's yes. so cool to see. And just the fact that any of you guys show up 
yeah and listen to us is just so humbling and and so wild to me it's, it's so crazy i mean me and jimmy have been doing this talking sports since we were literal children <laughs> and people want to watch us it's so cool man it's just yeah, absolutely it's... cool so thank you thank to you everyone guys. who watches and yes. uh and speaking of that, if you are watching, a really uh, quick and easy way to help out the stream is just hit the like button. It helps push hey. us out to other Ravens fans completely free. And uh, but of course, we always uh, help uh, appreciate your support by just simply being here and watching us. So yeah, uh, and if you're feeling froggy, you know, yeah. get into some Bet US. We're gonna get to, into our over under competition, of course, in a little bit. But uh, yeah, now that's yeah. a good transition. Let's hear about Bet US, Jim. Yeah, what about Look, it? you guys know we've been talking about Bet US for a while, and it just keeps getting better and better uh, as the season gets. Uh, as the season gets later and later, the betting seems to get more and more intense. Mm -hmm. The competition seems to tighten up. And so make sure you go check out BetUS. Use the promo code 410 or in this video description or in any of our previous videos, we have the same link uh, that you can use and use the use the promo code as well and uh, go, go support us and have some fun more than anything. You'll get a match plus 25%. So that's 125% of your initial deposit back to you up to 2,500 bucks. That's a lot of scratch. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you need to put in 2,500 bucks. You put in 10 for goodness gracious, but they got in game, you know, uh, prop bets. They got, you know, the rest of the season long bets. They got MVP odds, everything bet us the OG. So go check mm -hmm. them out. Uh, if you're, like, if you're nervous, if you haven't done it before 10 bucks, dude, yeah, 10 bucks just to see, cause you're going to get your 125% match. So That's it's more right. than 10 in reality of what you can gamble with. <laughs> and then you can make small little bet just to mm -hmm. see, just dip mm -hmm. your toe in. We're not mm -hmm. asking you to cannonball into the deep end. Mm -hmm. Just if you, if you've been interested, if you've been thinking about it, dip your toe in a couple bucks and, mm -hmm. and don't forget to use promo code 410 to get that match and just see if you like it. If you don't like it. And of course, always gamble responsibly and don't gamble what you can't afford to lose. Cause yeah. it is called gambling after all for a reason, but yeah, I just want you guys, I just want you guys to know that DK just hopped in and he is absolutely plastered. <laughs> Dude. His eyes are like this right now. I mean, it's <laughs> insane. But he's here to make sure we don't screw him on the competition. I know why he's here and why he got here when he did. It's because he knew what was coming. DK, was, do you want to do the banners for the, the competition? Old, the old sandwich job. Okay. We're... <laughs> oh, that's awesome. There it is. Hey. Hey, look, he's still coherent enough to find the buttons and click, baby. Look at that. I think he asked a friend on that. I think he found a friend. <laughs> He's got Satya on. right there in front of the keyboard doing it for <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, let's get into our competition. Of course, you guys know not only is this a, a show competition, but we open it up to the fans. So yes. if you want to give your answers, please do so either after this live is over in the comments section below or send us a direct message to one of the social media handles above my head with all your over-under and closest to the pin answers. And we will Ooh. announce next week's winner or this week's winner in next week's show. But let's get into it, Jimbo. Let's do it. All right. First over-under is Odell Beckham Jr. or Zay Flowers receiving long on the day. Uh, he sets it at 41 and a half yards. Last week, OBJ had the longest reception of the two with 46-yard reception. So, Jimbo, will they go more or less? Dude, they're going under, but I'm going to say this. The Ravens will have a longer passing completion than that, and it's going to be to Rashad Bateman. I love it. So they're going under, but I'm going under for the sake of this answer, but I do believe Rashad gets a long one, reminiscent of the Jets one where he just walked mm -hmm. into the end zone. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going under, though. I'm going under for the same reason, but I think Isaiah likely gets it again, Ooh, okay? That's a right. Burner. 
dude, he's he is an <laughs> athlete, bro. Like so that guy. Fat. Every time I see him touch the ball, I'm just like amazed by his athleticism and his size. And I think that continues this week. He continues, like I think, to get overlooked by uh, defenders. And I think there's a reason he was running butt naked down the sideline. I don't think Mark Andrews would have been in that same nope. scenario. Not a so, chance. Uh, but I agree under as well for those two guys. All right, next one. And, and by the way, DK says uh, over. So th this is where he's starting to make his move here, Jimbo. We got to watch DK. Now he's trying to get back in this Early. competition. He might, he might be uh... – Look, DK might be getting a little too big for your britches now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's let's see what's next. What we got? Number two, over under Keith Mitchell rushing long. Now, this was the same one from last week, correct? 29 and a half. But he oh, last week he had 20. I thought he went over it. He went over it last week. Oh, we did 25. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Right. So that makes sense. Um, yeah, because he killed me last week. That was the reason I didn't get three out of four like you guys. I got two out of four. Thanks, Greg. For running more than than I projected you would, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm on this one. I'm going under. I think 29 and a half is just a lot. Yeah, I'm going under. I wouldn't be shocked if it's over. No, but I mean, if you're going to give me the choice, choices, I think the you know the statistics would tell you, okay. the analytics would tell you that the chances are he's going under. And Mr. Uh, analytics, Adafi away. And, and and DK agrees. He says under as well. All right, let's get into our first of the defensive over-unders. Let's see, Roquan and Kyle Van Noy. Total for tackles for loss. He sets it at two and a half. Last week, they totaled for four tackles for loss between the two of those oh, guys. Geez, I did not put an answer. I'm so sorry. You didn't. I, I just, to be a contrarian, I'll go over. I'll sacrifice myself for putting my answer in last. Oh, look at you like you're acting like you're, you're jumping in front of a bullet here. This is just strat. You want to win the competition. No, no, I think this is great. That, Okay. I might I'll be honest, I would prefer to put under. Two and a half is a lot. Is it? For Roquan, your player of the week? Yeah, yeah, but tackles, TFLs are just rare to get, you know. They're tough, they're tough. Yeah, so, yeah. but I'll go with the over. Okay, all right. I'm going <laughs> to say under just because of what Jimmy just said. They're tough. You know, yeah, they're tough. And and uh, there's other guys that might get there ahead of them. Yeah, right. that's what I'm going to say. He's uh, been blazing these days. That's right, that's right. And uh, DK agrees with me. He says under as well. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next one, the final of the defensives. Let's see. Uh, Jaguars red zone percentage. 40% is where DK puts the over-under. Dang Last it. week, the Ravens. I freaking read this wrong. Would you, what, you can change your answer now. Dude, I swear on my life I read this wrong. There's no way that this is over 40%. No way, not a chance. You don't think they could score on two of their four red zone possessions oh, and get 50%? We are, okay. are locked down in the red zone. No. <laughs> no. Not happening. Okay. So you say under. Well, DK disagrees with you. He says over. So yeah, he has we'll no case in our, in our red zone defense, I see. Uh, I agree with you, Jimbo. I say under because I right. think we got a pretty good defense, okay, yeah. here in Baltimore. Trevor um, Lawrence and his locks are getting locked up in the red zone, boy. You like that? Locks. That's, yeah, that's wonderful. Hey, I wanted to throw this up real quick. I know we're in the middle of our competition, but you just said something that reminded me of it, and I wanted to show this earlier. So I'm going to show it now in the middle of it, and I don't care what you have to say. Okay, that's mister? Fine. Let's just, as long um, as you do it correctly. Dude, I've been on a roll, bro. On a roll, but, but you know. Is this oh, Keenan? I almost messed it? up. I almost messed up. All right. So we don't even have to yeah. listen to it. I just want, because I'll just read through it because I don't want us to get like dinged yeah, yeah. or anything. But um, the Ravens defense is holding teams 
and, and they don't make it clear here, but 4.3 yards per drop back, which is the third lowest rate in 20 seasons. The other two in the last 20 years is the 0-2 Bucks, which if you guys remember that team was insane, mm-hmm. and the 0-8 Steelers, who both won mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, okay? So the fact that this defense is doing what it's doing against the pass, which is yeah. where this, this league is going, <laughs> towards a passing offense that's pretty special and they're not just doing it at like a, a, a you know better than everyone else this year they're doing it at a historic rate so mm-hmm. that defense is is not just like special amongst its current peers it's special no matter how how you look at it that's insane that's awesome nice mm-hmm. i like it yeah dk you went over dude bro this guy must have been drunk when he was doing the over-unders too <laughs> I mean, holy smokes. Oh, that's awesome. We got one more. No, we got the tiebreakers, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. We have the tiebreakers. All right, so the first tiebreaker is the total score over under, of course. Uh, and this is at 42 and a half. For all you that are new to the show, we have two tiebreakers in case there are, you know, obviously ties. Uh, so uh, over under on this one, Glenn, what say you, my friend? Yeah, I'm going to say under because I, I, I've said it a lot of times and uh, an over under at 42 and a half needs both sides to typically produce to some degree. And while I think the Ravens will live up to their end, I don't think the Jags will. So I say under, I think this is a, a double digit win for the Ravens. And I think the offense for the Jags really scores to get points on the board. Mm, all right. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm going with over. I'm going just a hair over. Okay. But I, I do think that it ends up going over. I have no other justification because our defense is so good. I have no other justification other than these referees love offense and love their quarterbacks. So I'm going over. Yeah, that, that, those stats got me a little worried when you were reading those referee stats. I mean, I just I like to let the guys play. Yeah. And of course, if it's egregious, you throw the flag. Yeah. But I err on the side of let the guys figure it out on the field. Yeah, yeah I agree. And maybe this is not possible in football, but I also think that having conversations with the players throughout the game, like Hey, DB number 43, you're getting a little close. Like, let's yeah. chill out. Yeah. Like, don't make me pull the flag out. You know? Right. Like, right. But you guys hey, just said if it's egregious. Yeah, you got to do. I mean, there's rules. I mean, if we didn't have <laughs> rules, Jimbo, you know what I'm saying? Uh, by the way, saying. Don C says DK should stay on the sauce because he's on a win streak. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love it. Uh, let's see, Glenn, you went uh, under. I went under. The only one of us yeah, to the go only one. Under. I was going to say, DK was the one. He also went over. So, DK and I both went over. All right, let's get to this closest to the Hold pan. on, Jimbo. Hold on, Jimbo. I, yeah, I couldn't do it this time, dude. You did it to me. Oh, I did do it to you. I didn't even realize. What are we doing, man? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did do it to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gave me this much of a window to be correct. Wait a minute, you got you got you got 342 yards. No, anything less than 342, you win. And anything oh, right. more right, 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 than right. what 360, right. I yeah. lose there a DK win. So I have like a 15-yard window where I'll yeah. be right. Thanks. We just had to pull a DK from what two weeks ago where he was one yard off, even though we sandwiched him in on purpose. I just gotta nail it, bruh. That's just it. Gotta nail it. That's well, it. I'll just ch- look. I'll just change my answer. You guys won't remember. <laughs> We're gonna go to the tape, dude. That's right. That's, that's right. So I yeah, all right. My yardage prediction: three forty-five. Uh, I think that's gonna be exactly what we get. It's gonna have to be. Uh, I'm at three forty. 
It's bull and, crap. and DK is what, 375? 375, man. You guys, you guys really got me with this one. Mm-hmm. Like it. Real like mature. It. Real mature. <laughs> After what we did to DK. I right. gave him literally one yard. Uh, yep, and he almost freaking got it. That's the craziest thing. Like, I know. Weren't you a yard off, DK? He was a yard off, and because That's you were point five. And honestly, I only moved my answer because of his answer. Oh, like, I, I was oh, yeah. not going to be that close. I'm sure it was the same for you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, no, we were just doing it to be assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this is going to be an awesome weekend for football guys. I mean, the Ravens couldn't have asked for better results last weekend. So let's just hope that that carries over and they kind of just put a stranglehold on that number one overall seed. And we continue to see, uh, January football in Baltimore, which is just awesome with this home field advantage. I think it certainly will make a difference because our fans, man, they, (laughs) they know when to, they know when to scream. They know how loud all that. Yeah. Love it. I can't wait for it. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, too, is that, look, there's three games tomorrow. Yeah, that's so cool, man. Three games tomorrow, and then the Ravens are on Sunday night. Uh, have some dinner and turn on the game and, and hang out. Make sure to check out BetUS and use our promo code if you do so. But I think that's all for us tonight, folks. We'll be back right after the game, even if it's midnight, one, whatever, overtime. Mm-hmm. We'll be here for you. But that's it, and we'll talk to you guys soon. See you. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.